My name is Kevin Tony, and this is the Uncommon Sense Podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Uncommon Sense Podcast. It's me, your host, Kevin Tony, and we're continuing on with part two in the Father's Day series. And on deck tonight, I'm excited to have. Uh, my big bro, he's a, a key member of my tribe, uh, and I've come to depend on this brother uh, probably more than he knows. Uh, and wow. and so when I asked him to be a part of this, you know, I was excited that he agreed to do it. I've been wanting to have him on the podcast for a while, and I feel like this is a good way to introduce him to uh, the Uncommon Sense audience with the Father's Day series because... Hey, he's a great dad. I respect him immensely, and his input is valuable. Uh, so please welcome to the podcast my good brother, Chris McNeil. What's up, man? Hey, man. Thank you for having me tonight. It is um, – I feel like it's been a long time coming, but I don't know why I'm saying that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it has. It has. Right. Yeah. So – this is this will be yeah man thank you this will be the first of many and um so let's 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 get let's get into it man we we we're doing the father's day series and you know i'm asking some some dads that whose opinions i value what what uh fatherhood means to them and how it's changed them and uh you and i became fathers Around the same time, our children, uh, we both have two children that they're uh, close in age. Mm -hmm. And uh, and um, I, I just, you know, appreciate your journey. And uh, so just, you know, hey, man, how, how has it changed you? How has it impacted you? Everything from my hair color to the way I sleep, <laughs> the way I eat, to the way I use the bathroom, to the way I go outside. Yes. Yes, Lord. To the way I make up my bed, to the way I drive the car, mm -hmm. everything, I mean everything has changed. There's mm -hmm. nothing about me that is the same for these kids, man. Nothing. They have completely transformed who everything I thought I was. Like, I thought, you know, being, you know, successful and, you know, having money and, you know, making sure that you have some sort of success and, and achievement that gets, it takes on a new meaning when you have, first of all, when you have a wife, when you have right. a bride that, you know, you know, you obtain favor with the Lord when you find your wife. So that's mm -hmm. like, that's like something that you didn't experience before her. But then I shouldn't say, but, but in addition to that, to have children, it makes you want to, succeed even the more because you're always looking for ways to 
secure their future, you know, making sure that there's some some, some posterity that's Mm -hmm. in tow. You're making sure that, you know, things you never thought about before, like life insurance. You never thought about it before. But you're like, man, I got, if something was to ever happen to me, I don't want them to struggle for anything. I want them to always be good. Mm-hmm. So everything has changed about me, man. Everything. And I do mean everything. Yes. There's nothing. If if you're a father and something about you has not changed, or I should say close to everything about you has not changed, I would really question if you're mm-hmm. not narcissistic. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's, that's heavy. That's just my outlook. That's just my outlook on it. Yeah, that's that's heavy, uh, and I, I agree with that because it definitely changed me. Um, it it changed me because you know what? I, I'm not ashamed to say that when my son was born, you know, it made me emotional in a way that I wasn't before. Mm-hmm. And Amen. you know. It, it 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 I'm like watching certain stuff and you know watching movies that I've seen over and over again. It was no big deal before, but you watch certain movies where they have like a father and son scene. It's kind of heavy, and it 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 did something to me. Like watching it after having you know my own you know children, it, it hit different, and I wasn't prepared for it. And yeah, so I totally, I totally agree with that, man. I mean, even down to the way, like I have boys, so mm-hmm. like, like I cut hair. Okay. Thinking about each time my boys get a haircut, I cut it. Mm-hmm. So, and it's not like a, it's not like a, it's not like a, a, a one of. The, I'm not one of those kind of dads that, you know, just I put a line of demarcation, I bought it and. You know, I don't fade it or blend it. It's mm-hmm. not that. It's like I actually, I've been cutting since I was in high school or junior high school. So, so let me add that. Let me add that to the list of things great that Chris McNeil does. I did not know that you were a barber as well. So, and trust me, I have seen, let me just say this. I have seen these kids cuts in the pictures and I have seen them. And these are legit, these are legit haircuts. They're not like, yeah, so wait till I tell Valerie. It's like, you know, do you know what else Chris does? Did you know that Chris does this too? Do you know that Chris saves awesome. thousands of dollars in haircuts because he doesn't have to get his boy's haircut? Let me tell you about why I'm jealous of you for that very reason. I wish, I wish, brother, that I could. Man, I wish I was a part because Listen. I'm telling you, man. Especially with the with the way these barbers are charging now. Oh, you don't even want to know. Man, it's it's sixty dollars to get my hair cut. Yeah, I'm like, I know. I hate, I hate cutting my own hair because it takes mm-hmm. a long time because I'm getting every nook and cranny right. Mm-hmm. And I I don't I don't like standing in the mirror that long. But for them, mm-hmm. like I got my whole setup right now for in the morning for them. Okay. Okay. <laughs> just not want them to just not want them to look a mess. I mean, all of that, man. Just everything has changed, Kevin. It's just everything for real. It it, it doesn't make it it. I knew it was 
I knew having kids was serious, but mm-hmm. I did not know it would overtake me. Yeah. I didn't know that. I also know this, that my role in raising these kids is different from my wife's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because my patience is a little different. Yeah. Yeah. That's um. That's something that you have to learn, man. And I remember, I remember, uh, one of the other brothers that I interviewed in this series, he said something that, you know, I was kind of like, man, you're right. He said, man, there's no, there's no manual for being a father. It's not, man. You just, you just gotta, you gotta jump in and do it the best way you know how. And when I, when we, you know, when, when, when my, when my son was born and I, Valerie and I used to pray and I used to say, you know what, God, give us the wisdom to parent. Because we don't know what we're doing, and and I would watch the difference in between the way she the way she parents and the way I parent, and the way the kids gravitate towards her and gravitate towards me, and mm-hmm. it's not that there is any less love, but you, you you know the difference is marked. It's a market difference, right? And it's a good it's a good balance because we we balance off of each other and recognizing that is it was a bug out man like just just kind of watch you know what i mean how it how that how that works and the whole dynamic of you know what my role is significantly different than hers it's very it's very different it's very very different which is why i know that having two women in the house with a child is not God's will. No. No. Nope. Having two men in the house with a child, especially a boy, is not God's mm-hmm. will. Right. Right. There's, yeah. There's nothing organic. There's nothing natural about that. But no. that's another podcast. That's another that's podcast. That's another podcast. But you're that's right. I mean, it's and you and you think about. So so let me ask this. Okay. So so now that you 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 recognize that you've had to change. You you've basically done a one eighty. Your life has done a complete shift. Mm-hmm. And now think about the way that you father your children. Mm-hmm. And think about the way your dad fathered you coming up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does it make you appreciate the time that he invested in you? that you weren't really aware of at the time is one of those things. I didn't know it at the time, but I see it now yes. type of things. Yeah. Yes. How did that, like, tell me, tell me about that. So for me, like I look at, like you said a few minutes ago, when you had Carson, you, you, you there was no manual. You didn't know what to do. Right. You mm-hmm. did you, you, you parented, you were parenting him with no, like no, there's no blueprint, right? Right. But what you do have that most of our brothers and sisters don't have is a dad, right? So mm-hmm. you don't have a blueprint, but you do have a frame of reference. Yes. It's like so. I look at I look at parenting like I do when I'm when I'm giving when I'm referencing a tune. Mm-hmm. So I'm referencing this song for say a Tyrese. Okay. I have to. I have to match my vocal intonations, my cadences, my phrasing has to be that of Tyrese's 
because you know, knowing you know, knowing his vocal limitations and then knowing mm-hmm. his, his vocal prowess, I have to match that as close as possible so he can be he can at least have a reference. Mm-hmm. At, if if he doesn't know what to do, he can he can refer to the reference. Oh, that's redundant. But he can he can his attention can be set on the reference in order to get him through the song. Yes. That's how I look at me fathering my children. Mm-hmm. Because I don't have a blueprint. Right. But I, I I do have two things. I've got the word of God, and I got my Yes, dad. sir. Yep. Yep. That's my reference. That's my frame of reference. And if I'm lost, I can always think about, you know, you know, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's older, he won't depart from it. You know, mm-hmm. I got that as foundation and a reference. Then when I was experiencing this, this is what dad did with me. Yeah. But, I, you yeah. know, you Jackson and Dylan, you know, they may not have their, like, their blueprint, or I should say their their manual is still being written, but the mm-hmm. reference is already there. Yeah. So right. I appreciate that for shaping, molding me according to my vocal prowess, if you will, my my limitations that he saw that I had, and then framing this vocal, this line, these lines, according to what he observed. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? It, it does. It, it makes a lot of sense. And what here's what I love about these conversations I'm having, because in the previous episode, uh, the brother that I was talking to, he dropped that same scripture about training up the child. And I love the mindset and the consistency in how unchanging the word is and applicable it is to this role yes. uh, in terms of being being a father. And Absolutely. Man, it's it's a critical role. It's 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 crucial, man. Like people, you know, lives are shaped and broken. Yes. Off the strength or the existence or non-existence of relationship with their father, and Absolutely. and the key word is relationship because you can be, you know, there's a lot of absentee dads out there. There's a lot of fathers in the house that are in the house you know, but they're not hands-on. They might as well not be there. You know what I mean? So there's no, right. where there's no relationship, there's no growth, there's no back and forth exchange. You know what right. I mean? And and, right. and I, call that, I call that fellowship. Yes. Yep. Because I can be related to somebody, which is relationship. I can be related mm-hmm. to you, but I might not have any fellowship with you. Yeah. And that's you described the back and forth exchange, the, the commonalities, the contrast, the, the pulling away, the bringing toward, all of mm-hmm. those things are indicative of contrast, of proximity, yes. as opposed to us being related. You know, we, we have the same blood. You know, it's yeah. that's different. There are plenty of family. There's plenty of people in my family that I have no fellowship with. I got relationship with them, but I have no fellowship with them. Mm-hmm. And so my kids, you know, one thing that I've established, that my dad established with me, is that we kiss each other. Yes, okay. Which is different than mm-hmm. most because they either, you know, they either hug or they'll shake their dad's hand. But me and my right. dad kissed each other. Mm-hmm. Now, when I was little, we would kiss each other in the mouth. 
Okay, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. My head. That was, I mean, to the day he died. Yeah. I kissed my father on his head or I kissed him on the cheek. Mm-hmm. And there was nothing. It was the was respect. Nothing. It was the, the reverence. It was, it was right. It was exactly. There was nothing. Forgive this. But, well, I won't say that then. Uh, I don't even know what we're on this podcast. Lord Jesus, help me. Okay, so <laughs> it was yes. nothing soft. Mm-hmm. It was nothing suspect. Mm-hmm. There was, it was nothing questionable. Well, there's nothing questionable. There was nothing, as Fred Sanford would say, fruity. Right. right. <laughs> About what he was, you know, that that exchange. Because this mm-hmm. is somebody who I absolutely had the utmost honor for. Right. And respect. Honor respect being different. Mm-hmm. And then I also... I had confidence in him. Yeah. Like, he don't want nothing from me. He don't want nothing from me. He just loves me. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. So, yep. there was a kiss. I do the same thing with my kids. I do the same yes. thing. Yeah. I kiss them. Mm-hmm. Now, there's other men, like my brothers, my, my children kiss my brothers. Mm-hmm. But, you know, other men in the family... Maybe like, hey, hey, what you doing? Now, hold on. Right, right. I want to make them feel funny. Right. I want to make my children feel funny. I also don't want to disrespect, you know, the other men. But at the same time, the culture that I'm raising them in is that this is a man's man's house. Yes. And because we are men, we honor and respect one another. Yep. We yep. honor each other because of who's over us. And we respect yes. each other because of who's in front of us. Yes. Yes. Now, let's let's. So you you kind of opened the door for me to move into to this question. Mm-hmm. How how has now you you pastor a church yeah. there in St. Louis? Okay. Yes, sir. And that's a different form of fatherhood, uh, mm-hmm. and from the spiritual perspective. Certainly. And how do you think that that helps, like your natural? Uh, position as the father of your children, how do you think that that, that helps you in in fathering the, the people in, in your church, in your ministry, from that perspective? Well, i tell you what, when I had Jackson, it gave me perspective of how God looks at me. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't know if you experienced this, but mm-hmm. it gave even more, you know, insight to how the Lord deals with me, how hands on with me, you know, um, you know, when I was a child, I thought I was a child, I, I, I I comprehended and and compromised and, uh, I I Mm -hmm. thought as a child, but then when I became a man, I put away childish things. Well, the reason why you put away childish things is because you were taught to. That's right. That's the part we miss. Yeah. It is happened by osmosis. Somebody had to teach you how to put them away. Yeah. So my relationship with my child gives me gives me insight into how God treats me, loves me, and then with my with with the with my church, like mm-hmm. some of them actually call mm-hmm. me dad. Now, this is weird 
at times because I'm still working my way into fathering and then spiritually parenting somebody. You know, we we, we have 10,000 instructors in Christ Jesus, but we have not many fathers. Yeah. Right? Well, Mm -hmm. we don't have fathers because most of them are still struggling to even be men. Yeah. Say that again. Yeah, they're struggling even to be men. Because they haven't been taught, like what you just said, yeah. they haven't been taught how to That's, do the way child is saying. Exactly. And there's a bastardization, there's a gross bastardization that I've noticed in leadership in the mm. body of Christ. It is gross bastardization, man. Mm-hmm. Like they, have, they cannot be disciplined, you know, they can't be corrected, they cannot be a lot proper, they don't want to be properly aligned, they don't mm-hmm. want to be accountable, and then there's this, like, foster home kind of mentality in yeah. spiritual leadership. They think mm-hmm. that every time I preach, a, I, preach a, I preach a message that um, I talk about, you know, the difference between um, somebody who's being circumcised and somebody who's being castrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm coming with a knife, but I'm yeah. not coming towards you to keep you from being productive. But what I'm coming towards you to do is to cut off excess flesh mm-hmm. to keep your productivity that would be at its maximum, at its apex. Right. I'm not interested in castrating you. I'm not interested in that. Well, most dudes that are in leadership want to castrate the folks that are under them because they don't want them to exceed them. Yeah. Yeah. I want Jackson and Dylan to exceed me. I want them to make me look like, I want them to make me look like, like yes. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, I also <laughs> for those that I father in the church. Mm-hmm. Excuse yeah. me, please. But that also means that you have to be under before you can go over. Mm-hmm. You got to sit and learn. Jesus said that take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Yeah. Get in this yoke. Learn of me. Don't yeah. because you can't you can't be over anybody until you go under. You got to submit first before right. you can be in fear. You know what I mean? Right. So it's it's kind of a, a even exchange, man. Like the way I see Jackson and Dylan, I have you know mm-hmm. it, it transfers to how I father those that have really welcomed me into their life as their dad. Yes. You know? And they call me that. It's it's the listen, man. When I get called dad by grown men, and it's mm-hmm. not like he's my dad. It's not like yeah, it's not yeah, yeah. It's like this it's is it's my, in a reverent. This is they reverence the title. Yeah, and these aren't like dummies. These aren't like I'm sorry, I didn't mean to see that. Say that that was that wasn't very nice. I'm sorry. <laughs> these aren't like. Um, these, their, their intelligence isn't challenged in any by right. any stretch of nation. Let me put it like that. Right. These are guys and gals who think for themselves, who have their own businesses, who have their own families, who you know have to earn a living, who um, are you know their ingenuity is top flight. You know they they have an intelligence quotient that is off the meter. I mean these are guys and gals who really have it going on, mm-hmm. but they look to me. Like, I'm anointed to help them. Right. And right. So in, they recognize that, and they call me 
father. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. And I'm lucky to welcome it because I guess it's all part of shepherding. Yeah. You know? That's right. That's so it. Then, a house is the same thing. That's right. But that's, that's, that's my two cents. That's my two cents. No, that's it. And I, so you, you, I want to key in on something you said um, about how you're, you're, you're working on, you know, trying to make your sons better than you. And I had a conversation with Carson uh, last summer. He and I were uh, just kind of having, you know, just me and him just chopping it up. And I said to him, uh, he didn't understand it. You know, his his six-year-old mind couldn't understand what I was telling him but or what I meant. But I said to him that, I said, you know what? I said, son, everything that I'm doing for you right now is I'm trying to position you now to be better than me. Mm-hmm. And he said, his response was, he said, well, Dad, I don't want to be better than you because I think you're pretty great. Mm-hmm. And And that was you know, bless his heart in that, in that moment. Mm. And I told him, I said, listen, man, I said, my responsibility to you is to prepare you for the world and to keep you away from the pitfalls that I went through and teach you how to navigate. So you'll know how to get through this, this thing we call life. And Mm -hmm. I said, you know, I made mistakes so that I can warn you about them that you don't have to, you know, and and all 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 the while I'm showing you, you know, which way to go. We're both being led by the spirit. And right. and and I think that's something that real fathers, you know, want the best for their children. Mm-hmm. Uh and it's not about, you know, I don't want you to match what I'm doing. I want you to exceed me. Like yeah. what I've what I've done here. This is the 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 launch pad for you to all right go further, That's and right. it becomes a a line. It keep, we we start it. We start doing this stuff now, and I, I, I appreciated you saying that because it lets me know that I'm not alone. Oh. Um, and I and 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 I'm gonna tell you something, man. Like I like to because of. Like that, you mentioned that reference that we have. You know, we have a frame of reference because, you know, our fathers were they 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 are and have been guidestones in our life Certainly. to you know kind of for us to draw on and say, okay, well, my pops did this when I was mm-hmm. in a situation like this, so let me see how I will handle it from here. And I like to think that, you know, I'm doing pretty good so far. And right. because I want to be involved, you know, just being here and showing up and doing, you know, uh, exactly what is expected of me, just having the discipline and the wherewithal to know, like, man, these kids came from me. They're from me. Right. And it's my responsibility to take care of them the way I take care of myself and and, and go above that. The same way I care for my wife. You know what I mean? The same way I look at and, and the balancing act between meeting the needs of all three of these different people in the mm-hmm. way that they need to be met. You know what I mean? It's it's a balancing act, but you get the hang of it eventually. And you kind of right. get to a uh, – you get into a groove and you hit a pocket. You know, it's almost like when you when you get on a flight and, and the, the airplane hits that jet stream and it starts really moving. 
and it's just right. kind of like, all right, we we hit a vein now, and we really we really uh, we really on our way now. It's the same way you hit these you hit these grooves, and it's like, okay, good, we we firing on all cylinders right now, right. and everything is good, and we're trying to maintain this balance. And I'm telling you, man, it is a balancing act, but. Yeah. To me, in my opinion, man, fatherhood is the most fun, most thankless um, thing that underappreciated, you know, underappreciated thing that I've ever done, and I right. love it. Like I, lo- I love it. Like I don't. I feel like my life would be boring without these kids. You know, to to have you know something to motivate me. You know, my wife is great. We have great wives. We have great help meets. We have suitable help to, to be there for us, to undergird us, to, you know, be behind us, to be right next to us. And they are helping us through this journey. But Valerie would agree with me that, you know, the the way that our children have been an addition to us, right? you know, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, you know, as, as trying as they can be, as much as they work our nerves and run us crazy Lord sometimes. Lord Jesus. We think about what our lives were like when we didn't have them, and we're like, man, like, you know, this is this is pretty great, you know, regardless of how we, you know, we might, you know, feel like at times is not. Um, but the alternative, man, like I look at, you know, children – these people out here, like, man, and that's that's so key what you said, they haven't been taught to put away childish things. And that is that that is why our society is in the condition that it's in. You got yes, adults that, you know, have been uh, abandoned by their fathers and have not had a reference to teach them how to, you know, at some point it's time to put away childish things. There's no discipline. Yes. You know what I mean? And... Man, I'm telling you that that right there with what you said, they, no one has taught them, and that just it just kind of speaks to how crucial the the role of being a father actually is. Absolutely, man. Yeah, absolutely essential because we live in a fatherless society. Man, it's a That's fatherless it. society. The reason why a lot of these you know, alternative kind of living conditions even exist is mm-hmm. because of the lack of fathers, men yeah. Yeah. That, that that have not only, you know, salve, but they also have a sword. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they hold they hold the salve in one hand and they hold mm-hmm. the sword in the other. Yeah. You know, that's right. They, 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 they don't. You know, just forty years ago, our our, our world wasn't like this. No, our, it was not like this. No, no. And and I said to um, I said to Valerie, I said, if you look at the condition of what is being called parenting now what is being presented as parenting now where, you know, you have adults that have children that are allowing children to make adult decisions. Uh, And, and, and you have fathers that, you know, these men who are fathers 
who are allowing their kids to to make decisions and on their own with no guidance, letting them just kind of figure it out on their own. You know, to me, like my, the way I look at it is this, man. And I know, I know that you have seen this in your children. You know, my kids, they look at what me and their mama do, how we carry ourselves. They watch us. They watch us and what they see us do and what they don't see us do, what they see us say, what we don't say, how do we act with each other. Those right. are the things that they gravitate towards. And though those are the things that, you know, they draw on. And so my theory is when these children decide that they want to be something different, it's because there's something that they're not seeing in their parent, in their mother or their father. They don't have anything to draw on. You know what I mean? There's no, there's no frame of reference to say like, oh, right. this is, this is what, you know, a man is, you know what I mean? Because that reference is not there because, you know, their father may be, you know, kind of weak minded or, you know, um, not very assertive or just kind of, you know what I mean? You know, they don't see that and they, they see, they don't see those traits. Uh, then there's nothing for them to draw on, then they gravitate towards the dominant person, which exactly. could be the mother. If it's not mama, then it's somebody else, it's somebody on TV or some kid on YouTube or some something like that. And so the influence that we have is like, it's, in, it's, it's enormous. And yeah. it, it shapes these kids, man. And I look at, you know, fathers, that will allow their kids to just go off and just do stuff like, oh, well, I'm just giving them space to figure it out. That ain't your job until they're grown. They're 18, you know, in the eyes of uh, of the government when they're an adult, you know what I mean? They still need you, even at that point. They still need your guidance. So if and you that, take scripture, that, that scripture actually gives us a timeline. Mm-hmm. Bring up a child. Yes. It's a place yep. that he should go. And when he is mm-hmm. old. When he's old. <laughs> that's a guy. I mean that's a that's that's that sounds like a timeline. Yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. But there's an has, order. Come on. So yeah. how are you giving him a choice to figure it out on his own and clearly he needs to be trained, not just taught, mm-hmm. but trained. Yeah. Teaching, yeah. teaching goes on at a blackboard. Training is hands-on with the blackboard in front. Yep. Now you do it. Now it's your turn. Exactly. Now I, you, you saw right. what I just did. Now let me see you do it. And That's do it right. again. And I do it one more time and keep yep. on doing it. You know, yep. Uh, yep. It, it's crazy because <laughs> I, told, I told Carson that uh, he just finished uh, his last day of school was a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. And I had a conversation with him uh, the other day, like, and I said, okay, you're on summer break now. I said, Carson, I said, you're going to be seven years old in a couple of months. And I said, this is the summer for you to learn. I said, you're going to learn discipline this summer. And I said, you don't know what discipline is. And I said, and that's okay because you know, your six-year-old brain, you, you still figuring, figuring stuff out, and I'm helping you. I said, now it's time for us to learn discipline. 
And I said, you don't know what that is. And I said, I'm going to teach you what it is. And I said, I'm going to give you a simple definition of what I want you to get etched into your brain. I told him, I said, discipline is doing something you hate but pretending like you love it. Mm-hmm. And I said, these are the things that we're going to work on this summer. I said, because you get older and more is going to be required of you as you get older, as you get, requ- you know, as as you you know, kind of go through this life. And that's, I think, to me, that's the job of fathers because my dad did that with me. And, right. you know, my dad would, I didn't get it. I, I, of course, I didn't understand at the time when I'm a kid. I just thought my dad was being tough on me and being hard on me. Or, you know, even at times I felt like he was picking on me, you know. But my dad was not, you know, he wasn't abusive. He wasn't heavy-handed. He didn't scream at me, you know, unless I did something that asked for it, you know. And there were many a day where I asked for it, but my dad was big about drilling things in me. And it was a lot of stuff that I hated doing, but my dad taught me to appreciate it. And these were character building, you know, uh, you know, little things that he had me doing, you know, whether it was chores around the house, yard work, you know, that kind of stuff, you know, and when I would complain, why do I have to do this? And he would give me an explanation. He would, it would be something too simple for me to argue with. And in terms of the explanation and you, you look at, I look at him, I look at my son and I said, you know what? Now I know why my dad did this with me. Like you have to, you have to do this stuff with you, with these kids. You have to, you have to guide them. And, and, and put them on a path to where it starts clicking and they see it for themselves and say, okay, now I get it. Now I get it and I know uh, what I need to do. And, man, it ain't no father in the, in the house. If there's no, you know, and, and, and to be fair, like um, the, the other brother, again, that I, that I interviewed, he made mention of, he said, listen, I know some, some guys who co-parent, they're not in the house, they even live out of state, but they're more involved with their children and making sure that they're there. They understand the role of how they should be with their children, and they're more successful fathering their children than some dads who are in the house every day. And mm. so, you know what I mean? He said, he said, man, because I know he, he gave me an example of one of, you know, somebody he knew that his dad was in the house but his father was physically abusive to him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, man, yeah, I got, you know, my pops was home every day. Yeah, I come home, but man, I wish he wasn't here. You know what I mean? Because of, you know, the way he treats me, you know? So, man, you got to have, you got to have balance, man. You have to, you know, to be a loving father and to, you know, see your children, you know, like you said, the way Jesus sees us. And mm-hmm. and it's a reason why that's the pattern of for the family. Yes. 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 Absolutely, man. And it's um I, I, I look at it as you know, we talked the circle of life was in the Lion King, but mm-hmm. <laughs> that circle it started with Jesus, you know. Yes. The way he even the way he treated the disciples, the way he would give them hands-on training, 
you know, information that was beyond them at the time. Um, he would even speak to them about the spirit they were operating in. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't always, it wasn't always the spirit of God. Right. The same, right. The person who gave him the revelation of who he is is the same person he said, get thee behind me. Say, mm-hmm. so it's like these hues and these different, um, these different, okay. So vicissitudes, they mm-hmm. are all in the ministry of Jesus, but it's also teaching us how to father. And it's the circle of life. That's a you fact. Can, you can't get, you You are not going to get around the Lord, man. Even if you don't, even if you're not a believer, the mm-hmm. principle is truth flows from the same well. Yeah. So you can't get around what he's taught. You can't get around what he has in, uh, what, what he's concretized in his word. And as responsible men and as men who, you know, even don't think that we know what we're doing. Apparently, there's something about our our guide or our remnant mm-hmm. that works. And so for that reason, man, I commend you for not knowing what you're doing, but following the reference mm-hmm. until you do. Yeah. Because yeah. even what you follow in the reference, it's really showing that you you, you know what to do. Mm-hmm. Even in your yeah. ignorance, I know what to do. Even in my ignorance, I know what to do because I know who's done it. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, man. It, uh, it, it is, you know, like I said, man, I have uh, watched you from afar. Uh, the, the way you have structured your life the way you have, you know, cared for your children, man, and and we wouldn't be having this conversation if I didn't <laughs> think you would have value. You would add value to it. And, and brother, I'm telling you, man, like, I, I we joke about the similarities between, you know, our kids and, you know what I mean, the the stuff that we go through with, <laughs> with the, the personalities of our children. You know, their quirks, their hang-ups, their, you know, all the isms that come with, you know, the way our kids are, man. And I promise, man, like, I'm I'm always like, I feel like it's, it, of all of, of all of my friends that, that I know that have children, you are quite literally the only one that I can talk to about some of the stuff that my kids do, and you'll get it. You'll get it. You'll get it right away. And... Because <laughs> I I can say something to I can say something to other people that I'm close with and they'll be like, man, I don't know what, I don't know how that that happens, man. I don't, I don't know nothing about that. And I can say the same thing to you and be like, Reverend, listen. <laughs> and so <laughs> it was. I'm telling you, it was vital for me uh, to get you in this, man. And and again. I thank you for it, man, and I'm gonna get you out of here on this one last question. Yes, sir. And I think I know what your answer is gonna be. What does Father's Day mean to you? Oh man. Well, see, for me, Father's Day is rough. 
out of this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, because as I'm being celebrated, you know, I have others to celebrate. Mm-hmm. Like, like my wife's father is kind of taking the place of my natural father and my spiritual, my biological father and my spiritual father, because both of them are gone. Mm-hmm. Father's Day is a heavy, it's a heavy day to me because, first of all, I think that fathers are, like you said earlier, underappreciated. Mm-hmm. I think that it's a very thankless job. Uh, I also think that we should have, I mean, there's not a lot of to do. You know, and I know why that is, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, bow out, you know, they, they, they peace out on their families and, you know, you know, God bless them, strengthen their hearts to the truth. But Father's Day is extremely meaningful. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, my dad will be, this is the ninth year of his death. Wow. Every day, you know, and every year, every day. Every year, I look in the mirror and I see him, mm-hmm. and it just causes me to miss him, you right. know, all the more. It, but you know, separation. You know, when you're separated from somebody like that, somebody mm-hmm. who's your friend in the world. My dad was 83 years old when he died, but he was my best friend in the world. Mm-hmm. Like, I would talk to my father about. Everything he would talk to me about everything, just stuff mm-hmm. that I know that my mama don't know. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But yeah. He he found a friend in the one that he trained. Yeah. You know right. what I'm saying? I have two older brothers, but they don't yes. have the testimony that I have. Right. My testimony is my dad was my best friend. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I would be cutting his hair. You know, we would talk. You know, he started got barbershop talk. You know, that that's different with your father. Exactly. <laughs> right. Different. But right. he becomes one of the dudes, he becomes one of the guys, one of your guys, when he's in the barber's chair. Mm-hmm. He's like rattling off stuff. I'm like, Dad, I didn't know that. He's like, I know, because I ain't never tell you. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> I had to, when you were ready to hear this. And some of the stuff that he told me, man, I was... It, it made the hit the the hair stand up on my neck, but yeah, Father's Day moving toward that day, it's it's rough, but then it makes me even the more grateful that I had a dad that I honor even while he's in heaven. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, right. my spiritual father, it you know when he died a couple years ago, mm-hmm. it just I said wow, I'm just out here now because there's times I want to call them you know, talk about certain things, and I can't. I want to know what they would do, you know, mm-hmm. when situation. And it's like, just trust what they put in you. Trust. Yes. Yeah. Trust, yeah. trust the, one, the, one that, the one that taught them to put it in you is still alive and well. So mm-hmm. he, he will cause it to come alive in you. He'll bring all things back to your remembrance. And yeah. so you can permit those things. You can you can have the perfect orthodoxy and the perfect orthopraxy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stuff. Man, it's a lot of recollection. Um, you know, honoring my, my pops, both he and Bishop Ellis. Mm-hmm. And it becomes 
yeah, I have to. I just, I'm thankful that I have, I had a father, man, that I had fathers. I'm, I'm really grateful. Seriously. Yeah, it's a blessing, man. It, it really is, man. And I, and uh, again, uh, thank you uh, oh, for no. doing this and and lending your perspective to uh, to what we're doing with this Father's Day series and just kind of, you know, highlighting the perspective, you know, of of fathers in, you know, various situations in various environments and and just getting a different perspective around you know what it means what it means to them how it's shaped them how it's still shaping them yes, um, Lord. man because i look at it like yes, Lord. We, we you know being in our 40s man we still got a lot of fathering to do oh. lord jesus a lot. a lot man ain't it the truth yeah true. man yes so listen man i love you i appreciate you man i thank you for doing this again thank you Have fun. and uh we're gonna do it again we're gonna link up on on uh something else because we still got to have a deal of conversation oh without a doubt yes sir <laughs> <laughs> yes sir one of detroit's finest yes yes indeed well god bless you man yeah thank you uh and, uh, man, just again, I appreciate you, brother. And happy Father's Day to you. Love you, man. Happy Father's Day to you as well. All right, Bishop. Yeah.